resume, and I really just really appreciate how you really are looking at people's hearts, and it's not just all about money. Maybe you could share with everybody a little bit about your journey of how you got to where you are today. Well, yeah, let me preface first of all because, you know, you, you, you read this long bio about me, but none of it would have been accomplished without Angie, and she's the one that is behind the scenes that's making a lot of this stuff happen for me. So uh, kudos to her, and and, uh, and really proud of Angie as well. Let me tell you what my journey was, uh, Chris. It's um, I I grew up in a very uh, impoverished environment. I grew up in a barrio in East Los Angeles and always saw my parents struggle with money, and I made a commitment to my parents when – I was young that I would help them one day, that I would go to college and I would learn everything about money. And, and so I went to UCLA and I got a, an MBA from Claremont Graduate School. I studied there with Peter Drucker. I ended up getting a certified financial planning designation, working in financial planning. Then I wanted to go get my CPA, and I worked at a firm called Kenneth Leventhal, and our clients were really wealthy clients like Donald Trump and, and uh, Donald Brennan of the Irvine Company, you know, multimillionaires and billionaires. But my heart was, has always been in helping the people that I call underserved and overlooked. And so I had, in 1990, I had uh, some personal tragedy strike in my life. And that year, the woman who also helped raise me, because my mom had given birth to me very young, uh, the, the, that, that year my grandmother, uh, who raised me, passed away unexpectedly. And then a short time thereafter, my mentor and her eldest son, uh, committed suicide, and so what happened was I was very distraught. I was out of sorts. I was over here helping the really wealthy, but I, for the first time, had really thought about um, how important life was. And 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 then all of a sudden, you know, about a few days after my uncle committed suicide, my first wife gave birth to my to my very first daughter uh, and went into labor a few a couple weeks early. And so that day that she gave birth uh, was early in the morning, and I went home to go pack some clothes for her to take it back to the hospital, and I stopped off at a coffee shop in Lake Forest, California, at the Renaissance Cafe. And uh, I, was, I was stopped by just to get a, a cup of coffee and a bagel, and some man sat next to me and said, do you mind if I sit here? I'm just going to make my coffee. He said, no, not at all. I said, I'm leaving anyway. I'm going back to the, to the hospital. And this man saw me that I guess I looked distraught, but he said, he said, is everything okay? And I said, uh, you know what? I said, everything's fine. And he said, well, I can tell things aren't okay. And then I had told him, well, you know what? I, my wife just had a baby. He said, well, if your wife just had a baby, you should be ecstatic and excited. Why don't you look that way? So I told him about my grandmother passing away unexpectedly and then my uncle committing suicide and the birth of my daughter. So we, had a, we ended up having like a 20, 30-minute conversation, and this gentleman was in a Hawaiian shirt and some khaki pants and caught me off guard, and I guess I must have been very vulnerable. And so I ended up telling him about my life and where I come from and what I was doing, and he started talking to me, and this was in, on September 8, 1990, about a purpose-driven life. And so uh, and, and he said something to me that was really interesting, and I find out that he's a pastor, and he says, Louis, I've been a pastor for a very short time, um, but uh, I can tell you that, you know, and, and I've been to a lot of funerals, but I can tell you one thing for sure that I know for sure is that I've never seen a U-Haul behind a hearse. In this life, nobody takes anything with them, and it's really important to really live your purpose, and your purpose really is to help other people. With that in mind, I went to the hospital, held my baby, thought about the rest of my life and my purpose, and, uh, and I, I made a decision that day to quit my job, which I did the very next day, and 
come back to the barrio, come back to a community that was impoverished, and really decide that I wanted to be there to help them out with business and financial advice that was um, more from a consumer advocacy, right? And so that's what my life is about, is helping the underserved and overlooked and giving them opportunities to really become uh, not just wealthy. We call it financial greatness, and that's the purpose of money is to live a better life. And, and, and we also realize that a lot of people who are struggling these days are starting their own businesses because they've lost jobs. And that's where these books have come from. That's where Small Business Big Life for Women is, is an important book for us. So that's just kind of where I've started and where I'm, where I'm at now. And as you know, I wrote my first book, The Latino Journey to Financial Greatness, in 2003. And that was the exact same year, again, 13 years later, when I met Pastor Rick Warren, when he wrote a book called A Purpose-Driven Life with the same publisher, HarperCollins, and he's sold, I think, 48 million copies of his book. I don't think I've sold not even nearly one-tenth of that. But um, so that, that was the impetus to me starting and, and really going out of my way and helping other people. No, oh, that's beautiful. That's really a, really a beautiful story. So in, in, in writing the book Small Business, Big Life for Women, tell me, tell me why, what, what brought that about for you? Well, I can, that, what happened was several years back, it was 2007, I wrote a book called Small Business Big Life, and that was for everyone. And I started doing workshops and seminars and speaking engagements on that. And as I was signing the books, uh, we started, when I was at those events, we saw that there were more women and more women coming to, to hear me speak on that small business big life, or they would come with their, with their husbands or their spouses. And, you know, Angie's always there at the seminars, and uh, and she's usually standing next to me while I'm signing books after the workshops. And they start going up to Angie, and Angie, what do they start telling you? They, 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 you know, they it, it, you. Was, it was interesting because um, he would be signing the books, and then they would come in. They would sometimes come to me and say, can you sign my book, the book as well? And I said, well, you know, I'm not the author. Do it. And he goes, no, but you know what? You guys look like a great team, and how do you guys make it work? Do you guys work together 24-7? And uh, we said, well, yeah, we, we do, but it just works for us. It, you know, it just it just works for us. And they said, well, how do you do it? Do you guys have a family? So they started asking me questions of how we balance our – as a woman, how do I balance my life? What are my – what were our priorities? Uh, how did it work so well for us? And when and when that happened, you know, Lewis says, "Hey, why don't we write a, a, a book? Why don't I write a book for small business, big life for women?" And you put in there the questions that women mostly ask you when you're, you know, when, when we're doing a speaking engagement. So that's how it, it this book really got started. And, and Chris, let me tell you how it evolved. What happens? That was in 2007, and you know, 2008. You know, we entered a recession in 2008, 2009, and all of a sudden we started seeing that also a lot of women started going, uh, were losing jobs or staying at home or their husbands had lost jobs and they had been home and now we're actually having to create jobs for themselves. Uh, and so it even kind of, you know, Angie and I decided, you know what, this is the perfect time to get this book done and get, get it written because there are a lot of women that are starting um, their own businesses out of their kitchen table or out of their bedrooms. And so where we started interviewing other women. I started going back to the people, the women that I that have coached, uh, that were entrepreneurs, that were successful, that are also found balance. Because everything I do, again, you know, it's the purpose of a business is to give you more life. And the problem is that most, you know, startups or most new entrepreneurs end up working a tremendous, tremendous amount of hours. 
which ends up causing more conflict in the relationships. It, it, you know, really hurts their health when they're not really taking care of their health because they're working so hard. So there's many issues that go into uh, starting the business. And so that the timing was perfect. And so the book came out this year. Uh, Angie and I wrote it. And actually, you know, on September 15th, we're holding our very first workshop in Santa Fe Springs, California, uh, that I hope that I think you'll be attending as well. Yes, I'm looking forward to that. It'll be a real honor to be there. Definitely. That's you know that's really exciting and perfect timing because you know that the women I don't know what the percentage is how, how they're creating and ending up controlling a lot of the finances but so many women have not been trained and don't really have a clue how would you say this book is different from other business books? Well. You know, when you go see a business consultant or when you read a, a book about business, it's usually the very first thing it says, you know, you need to create a business plan. You need to start thinking about uh, the strategy of how you're going to do this business, you know, the demographics, the psychographics for marketing, the real detailed and technical stuff. And so the problem is that you might end up with a decent business, but again, you're going to be working a lot of hours, and if we really take a look at statistics for businesses in the United States, we know that eight out of ten businesses fail within the first five years. So what I wanted to do is do something and just shift the paradigm, shift the way we're thinking about businesses. So the first step that we do, and that Angie and I do, is actually we like to make sure that when we're sitting with clients and we're consulting with them, we're planning their life before we plan their business. Right? Because the purpose of a business is to give you more life. So the, and most people don't understand that. So we'll sit down and say, think with the end in mind about your life. What kind of relationship would you like to have with your spouse? In this situation, so we're writing this book for, for women. We're saying, what kind, of, what, what kind of relationship would you like to have with your husband or with your significant partner? What kind of relationship at the end of your life would you like to have with your children? Um, what kind of health would you like to have? And so we sit there and write down their values, their life-focused areas, their life-defining moments, and really plan out what would be their ideal life. That's the key, not, not focusing on the business at first. And at first, it really takes people back because they're there, they're thinking that, well, I just you know, the reason I'm not doing well and I'm working so hard is because I'm not earning enough revenue or maybe I don't know enough about marketing, and I beg to differ. I say... You're not really focused on how this business can support a wonderful life. Once we get in control of what the client really wants, then it's now it's a lot easier to take a step back and then organize a business to support the life that that client wants. Hmm, that's great, great. So maybe you could maybe share a couple of tips from the books? I'll the share one of them. You know, on that one step about um, – you know, building uh, our, the business around our life. The, the, the best step that I like from that is when we plan our vacation first. <laughs> we plan our vacation and then we say, okay, this is sacred to us. This is with the kids and, and we're going to take this time and we make our business, um, you know, we, we plan our business around that because it's very important to keep uh, the, the family together and 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 make it a priority that that you know we understand that and, you know in the business you're thinking about business 24 seven you just can't shut your mind off right. so when it has to do with the kids or or our vacation we that to us is sacred we try to we we try not to to let anything interrupt that and of course what's great is that we have a great um, 
we have a lot of great employees who we set up systems with, I'm sure that Louis is going to talk about later, that gives, gives us that flexibility to do that. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, you you guys got me, I got an email from you the other day, and, and it was talking about women and business and free time. And the way that you'd written that got me because basically being a, you know, a woman with my own business, I have no time, absolutely none. And so that got me because that is, you know, it's supposed to create life, not more work. So um, you guys have some really great tips. Um, so so I'd like to share, I'd like to share yeah, one more. And, and the, sure. the other thing is that, you know, a lot of times when we're out there speaking, uh, a lot of women will come to us and say, Louis, you know what? I just, I, I am so conflicted at work. I'm thinking about leaving work and, and start my own business, but I just don't know what business to start. And can you give me some ideas? So you see businesses all day long. Can you give me ideas which businesses make the most amount of money and which one I should start? And that is the wrong, you know, that's the wrong way to focus on creating a business for yourself. I always say, you know, don't follow the money. Find and follow not your occupation but your occupation. What is it that you love? Because really, you know, there's no way around hard work at the beginning and even owning your own business. I mean, my goal is to find that balance. But there's going to be times where you're going to be working a lot of hours. And if you, um, if it's not your passion, and I call it your occupation, you're not going to succeed. And if you do succeed, you're not going to be happy. The purpose, again, of having a business is to have this great life, which means, you know, you want to make money, but at the same time you want to be happy at what you do and you want to love what you do. So I go back and I'll ask them, what are you great at? What are your unique abilities? What do you love to do all day long? What do people come to you for? Then we can start to, I guess, extrapolate um, maybe what would be the ideal person for this because everybody makes money in so many different ways. There's not just one way to make money. But I always say the people that I know that are the happiest and making a significant amount of money with their own businesses, they love what they do. Right. Exactly right. Well, what would you say the advantages are of being an entrepreneur? Well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The time. Yeah, you know, the, the time. Again, so so here, here's the problem. Okay. The problem is that most business owners, you know, when you think of a business owner, you don't think of them working 40 hours. You're thinking of them working 60 or 80 hours a week. Right. When you think of business owners, you don't. most of them aren't making a lot of money. They're struggling day to day. But, again, I wrote the book to give people the actual opportunity to see what a, a well-run business should look like. How do you organize it to, to, to do that? So one is uh, you have flexibility. And, and I want to share with you how important that was for Angie. I think, Angie, why don't you talk a little bit about your, your father, just how well, important flexibility was. You know, I was very fortunate that, the, that at the time um, – this happened. My, my my father was diagnosed with lung cancer about um, three years ago, four years ago, and um, and he, you know, there's three of us, you know, siblings there, but it's always uh, one of us who 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 really tries to help out a little bit more. And it was me because I had the flexibility to do it. I was able to take him up from his home, take him to his chemo uh, appointments, and then take him. Back. I was able to spend that time with him. And, you know, even though you're just sitting in a room with a parent, you know, that is having chemo, they, they they open up to you. You know, it was such a bonding experience for my dad and I that um, I I am so grateful for, for, for being able to, to have the time to do that. 
I, I totally can relate. Uh, the same thing happened with my mom, and and because I have my own business, I was able to take her to her chemo and mm-hmm. get really bond and get really close. It's so important. Well, well, what is what is your role, Auntie, with a company? What what do you actually do? My role in a company is really um, I, I execute Lewis's vision. You know, he's he's a visionary. He's the one that that knows uh, the direction that he wants his company to go, and he'll he'll share with me his ideas. And I said, you know, and I would tell him, "That's what you want," and he says, "Yes." And I said, "Okay, then I'll make it happen." And the the way I make it happen is either picking up the phone and and getting it started, or helping him. Um, you know, because I did human resources for many years, so I was able to set up. Um, uh, uh, systems here at the office with our employees so everybody so we would be able to find everybody's uh, unique abilities and what they were good at so that we can have everybody in the right department and 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 the work would get executed as well wow so so a, a secret a secret to that chris is is want to share is that if, if you know people are listening to us today is that you know if you have to be there every day at your business you don't own a business. You've just created a job for yourself. And that's one of the problems that I see with a lot of people who, who actually think they're entrepreneurs, but they just basically have become self-employed. And what you've done is really kind of enslaved yourself. And so uh, uh, what we talk a lot about in the book is how do you create what we call a business blueprint that will outline the major functions of every area of your business and then how do you build systems for those functions in which you can step out of those boxes, out of those functions, and hire people to do them better than you can. And once you do that, you're able to leave. Angie and I travel probably maybe three months out of the year when I'm out speaking or on vacation. I mean, like Angie was telling you, we've already got our vacation. We've got another vacation planned uh, in December. We're going to on a cruise to the British Virgin Islands. We're right now Angie's planning a vacation for the entire family for next year for Cancun. We're planning things way in advance, and then we're out there speaking. But when we're gone, the office doesn't miss a beat. My paycheck still gets deposited. In fact, you know, even the, during this recession, that we continue making more and more money with systems built out. It allows us to do that, and then, you know, it gives us the flexibility also to spend time with each other. Uh, doesn't mean, again, that we're not working hard sometimes. Sometimes we're working, you know, 12, 13-hour days, and then some days we just take off and we're tired or Angie, I feel that I need a little time off and, you know, we'll take off for the weekend. But we know that the level of quality that our clients are getting uh, is uh, above, you know, beyond and superior that they would get if if we didn't have these systems in place. Wow. You know, it really sounds like you guys really are a team and 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 work together and being married and making the marriage work so well. I mean, how do you make all that work together? Well, I think that part of it, you need to you need to know your role, right? I mean, if you're in the company, Lewis is the boss, and I respect that, and and, and I know that. But when we go home, guess who's the boss? <laughs> right. I am. So he respects that. You know, he lets me run my house away. So we know what our roles are in the company and at home. And you know, of course, we 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 always share ideas with each other so you know it, well, we are a good team but but uh he lets me make my decisions at home and and he makes all the decisions here at work and i just you know i just execute them i just help them out or i support them or or you know we work together with that that's beautiful yeah, this would be a good time to tell everybody about 
um, you know, your site, how they can get in touch with you and get your book and Sure. Well, you know, all all our books are available on Amazon.com. It's Louis Barajas. It's L-O-U-I-S. And then Barajas is B as in boy, A-R-A-J-A-S. Or they can go straight to our website at LouisBarajas.com, and they can, you know, buy the books there. Uh, they can take a look at the workshops and seminars that we offer uh, throughout the country. Again, you know, we, we're actually holding, and we've only got a few seats left, we're holding a small business big life for women workshop in Santa Fe Springs on September 15th, and that is a actual free all-day workshop that we're offering to about maybe 15 women, and I think we've only got about maybe five seats available. Uh, and we just have to be their budding entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs already. And the reason for that is that I'm actually making sure I want to beta test a workshop that I'm going to roll out for 2013 throughout the entire country, and I want to work with some uh, more sophisticated uh, women entrepreneurs so we can develop an incredible program, and uh, that's what we're offering that for free, and, and so that's the next thing that we've got coming up. Great. Well, okay, so there's this uh, section on your website called Ask Angie. What's that about? Well, like we were telling you earlier when we when Lewis was doing his speaking engagements, um, you know, women would come up to me and ask me uh, questions of how how we work together and how we balance our, our lives. And, you know, one of the ideas Lewis came up with, he said, hey, why don't we put in the website, uh, since women are more interested about, you know, how other women are, who are successful, how did, how did they help them, why don't we put that on the on the Internet so they can ask you any question that you want, whether it's personal, whether it's, you know, any question they want, and, and, it, and, you know, sometimes it's easier to relate from woman to woman. You know, you just really just tell them how it is. We don't beat around the bush. <laughs> so that was you know, one of the things, <laughs> that was one of the reasons why we put it up there. <laughs> yeah, well, they, they, were, they were, you know, people will ask me a lot of relationship questions, and I'll say, you know, when it comes to relationships, nobody's better. I don't care how much, you know, what MBA or what school I graduated from. I said, Angie's got a Ph.D. in that. <laughs> um, it, it really is. I mean, everyone in our family and all our clients usually, uh, you know, call Angie when they've got relationship problems, and and so she's phenomenal at that. And also, you know, because Angie worked for years in human resources, uh, she again knows how to deal with with actually sometimes when entrepreneurs, personnel, but when entrepreneurs hire their own like family members, how do you deal with working? Like we have our own son working here with us. How do you handle that? And so. I thought, well, what an interesting concept. Why don't we just have a, a section on the website where if people want to write her an email uh, or ask her a question on there, they can ask her a question about, Angie, how do I handle working with my daughter or how do I handle working with my husband or uh, other questions. And, and so it's been, uh, it's been fun for Angie as well. That's great. That sounds super. Um, well, what are you trying to accomplish with, with your book, Small Business, Big Life? Well, I will tell you what I'm trying to accomplish. Um, I sincerely believe that life is short. I sincerely believe that most people in America, not everyone, is not at a point where they're on the survival mode. I mean, most people are out there struggling, but the thing is that, you know, making more money isn't going to make you happier. But I also believe that I want to give other people who maybe have never had the opportunity to earn a decent living, to live a great lifestyle, to be in a, in a nice environment, to be able to travel with their children. What I like to call is I'd like to, I'd like to show other people how to create financial dignity in their lives. 
And one way that we can do it is through our small business, uh, Big Life Books, because, you know, Angie and I have both immigrant parents who didn't have a lot of education, who came to this country with limited English skills, that if it were not for Angie create, Angie's mother creating her own small business and taking care of children or my father having his own ornamental iron business, I don't know where we'd be right now. And what we're trying to do is we're trying to offer our experience, um, our knowledge um, in, 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 in helping people achieve that financial dignity, and that's really important for us. It's not about us becoming celebrities or becoming famous. Um, it is about truly being there and helping people create financial dignity in their lives. And not only that, as well, you know, a lot of small business owners, they create jobs for themselves instead of running a small business, and there's really a lot more to it, and they can, you know, they can have a lot more. They can have a bigger life if they really were, you know, to organize themselves correctly or get the right people in place. And I think that's one of the the, the important things to me is that we are so blessed that we are able to, the flexibility that we have, I mean, we can work four days a week, we can work five days a week, and, and, it's, and, it, and we want other people to have the same uh, flexibility that Lewis and I have. Well, I really appreciate You guys have sweat such kind hearts. And I really appreciate where you're coming from. It's, it's, you know, that's really, it's a purpose-driven life, and it's, it's got, it's more meaning than just going and filling your bank account up. You know, it's, it's, it's the right, it's the right angle. So, tell me why you then did you write the book Small Business, Big Life for Women? Well, you know, going back to is is what we originally talked about was that. As far as, as my experience has been that so far there have been many more women that are more concerned about uh, about finding that balance in their life where they're also helping create income for their family but also being there and being not only the providers but being the women that are taking care of their children, uh, taking care of their parents, um, even the in-laws from what I've seen. And so Small Business Big Life for Women was, it's not, it's not a book that's like Small Business Big Life, the one we wrote originally. This is the book that we've added more chapters, we've, we've added more information. So women out there don't struggle with the small business, with this original concept, because a lot of people have a big adrenaline rush at the very beginning. And then when a lot of these obstacles of having your own business show up, they tend to quit, and then they end up going bankrupt or um, losing a lot of money. And so, and there isn't a lot of help out there, you know. And the help that they're helping you with is the same type of help that we've that we've had uh, in America forever. And that's you know the Small Business Administration just saying you know you need to create a business plan. And I think that that's failing uh, the new economy, the new world order, in which. We need to become more entrepreneurial, but we just don't know how. And we're not going, you know, and, and going to college and getting an MBA is really more a degree on teaching you how to become a manager, not how to become an entrepreneur. And it's very expensive to do that. And another reason is that a lot of people are starting small businesses out of their home, out of necessity, not because they have this urge to change the world, because they've lost their jobs in this recession. So small business, big life for women to me right now is really, really important. I think that the obstacle for me has been that the person who really wrote most of the book is a, is a man. 
Um, but if they knew my heart, if they knew Angie, if they knew what this book was about, and if they really read the book through that, um, it, it's it's been praised by so many women. I don't know if you've got a copy of it, Chris, but the first, you know, like 20 pages is just testimonials from some of the most successful women out there who just love this book. And, you know, for, for women entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, it's so much harder, Chris. It's, you know, we, we're not only uh, an entrepreneur, we're also a mom, we're also a wife. We have to come home, make dinner, we have to make longer. So one of the biggest reasons, too, for this book was how to find the balance to do it all and can we do it all. And, and you know, my, our, my answer to that is, yes, we can, but we just have to set our priorities straight. And, 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 and there's time, time and, for and everything. Systems. Yeah, and you can and set systems. systems. You can organize yourself around that. Right. So, so it sounds like that you guys have really dialed in at the new model for the new world. It's really happening before our eyes of how people can not wait 20 years to adjust to it but get ahead of the curve and – and, you know, it really sounds like you've gotten the best points of the whole uh, creating, setting up a business plan in this new world order. Well, you know, we've, well, we've done it. for us. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, we paid the price for it, though, as well. Just so yes. you know, originally, uh, Angie, you know, when Angie and I met, Angie had been divorced for 10 years. I had been divorced for a couple of years. And we decided that even though I was an entrepreneur, that we were going to find a way that our marriage and our relationship was going to be the most important thing and our family was going to be the most important thing. At the same time, I'm, an ex- I'm a personal finance expert, and, you know, I do a lot of CNN. I come out on National Public Radio's Tell Me More as a money coach. And I, I figured out really what it takes to become financially successful. But I also didn't want to give up, you know, uh, the, you know I didn't want to also burden the new marriage because I had gone through a very painful divorce, and I realized that even when I had gone through a painful divorce, it didn't matter how much money I had in the bank or how big my house was. If my relationship with my significant other wasn't, you know, the best that it could be, I just couldn't function because my mind was on that, uh, on that, uh, on that, those problems with my marriage. Right. You know, I, if I have, a, if I have a problem with a, with one of my kids, I can still get to work and I can, I can work fine. But if Angie and I are having arguments or we're not getting along, I can't really function because my mind is on thinking about, you know, my marriage. So it was really important to us that um, we figure out what are our priorities. We said, you know, you know, God is a priority in our lives, our marriage is a priority in our lives, our children are a priority in our lives. And when you talk to most people, if you sit down and have them list their priorities, you're going to realize that sometimes their business or money is not in the top ten, and and so. But at the same time, as you know, because you're you know you're you're an expert on retirement, that you need money to be able to retire. You're not going to do it on just good looks, and so you have to also create a business that's going to be able to support that lifestyle that you want. Right. Exactly. And and. Then people don't understand the things that they that they they need to have. I mean, even having children, you need to have a guardianship. I mean, if you went out to dinner, God forbid, and something happened, and and they're just little things that you just they don't teach you these things in school. Right, and and, and again, entrepreneurs need a lot more financial planning than the average person because entrepreneurs don't have any benefits, right. uh, and and they have a lot more to lose, and they've got assets that they're acquiring. That's why, you know, as you and I talk about how important an estate plan is for them, 
mm-hmm. how important it is that they, you know, when you work for someone else, you usually have a 401k. Most entrepreneurs, when they're starting out, don't have any retirement plan set up. And so it's important that they understand that, you know, they just can't be putting 100% of all their money back into the business. They've got to be putting some of it away for themselves and for their future. Well, and what do you say to people that, um, you know, I get this question a lot. People will ask and say, well, what do I do? Uh, you know, how can I plan for retirement when I'm barely even paying my bills? How can I even fund my, my IRA, put money in my IRA if I can't even pay my rent? Yeah, that's an interesting question. You know, as I've gotten older uh, and a lot more gray hair, I realize that, and, and Angie always says the same thing, it's always about priorities. Right. I'll tell you what, I've got clients that walk in there, husband and wife, and have maybe $50,000 of household income. We're talking combined income. And I've got clients that walk in and that have half a million dollars of household income. And they're both saying the same thing, Chris. They're both saying, I don't have any money. And it's just kind of human nature that the more money we make, the more money we spend. At some point, we're going to have to take a look at what our priorities are. Because I can share with you something is that I know something for a fact, is, and I always say I don't need a crystal ball to tell you what your future is going to look like if you're not saving any money. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I don't because I already know what your future is going to look like, and it doesn't. It's not going to be a positive. It's not a positive outlook. So, at any level, um, you can save money. The, the point is that you need to go back and realign your values and your priorities and then align that back with your budget. So it sounds like to me that, and it really, I'm really appreciating this approach, is that basically you're going for the priorities first, and then you align the business plan with that priority, where you've got God, family, faith, whatever your priority is. Right. Then right. instead of letting the business drive you to the ground, where it's just business, 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 forsake all your family, you've switched it upside down, and can be totally successful with those priorities. That's, that's so inspiring. That's really it, it, It's not about, yeah, it's what it is. It's about not losing your soul um, to the things that are unimportant, not losing your soul to the business. It's actually you want to get to it and have fun. We have fun every, every day here at our firm. But at the same time, as much fun as I'm having here, you know, Angie comes over to my office because it's 4.30, and I pack up my stuff, go home, and Angie and I, uh, to be healthy, we've decided that instead of eating out, we're eating at home, and we're, we're, we're cooking together, and she might start the dinner, but I'll do the dishes, or I'll help her out cutting the vegetables, but, you know, we, we cook together, and so those, again, priorities are really important to us, and that's why you don't want to lose your soul in anything, and your life shouldn't be identified by, by your business. It really should be identified by who you are and what you're giving back. Yeah, yeah, totally. Wow. Well, Andy, give me, a, give me, if you wanted to boil, you have some special something that you wanted to say, um, you know, um, something really important. All I have to say is, ladies, plan your vacation. Plan your vacation first. <laughs> Everything else will fall into place. <laughs> we like you. You're great. Everybody signed up for that class. That's great. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, and and what about you, Louis? You want to ha- give us a yeah, just a couple, just a couple pointers. I mean, you know, uh, if if you are going to start your business, just remember that just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you know how to operate a business that does that something. And get, you know, before you jump in and 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 get a home equity loan on your house and start your business, 
get get information, get quality information. Read Small Business Big Life for Women. There are a lot of other wonderful books out there. Um, get help. Um, I always say that you are who you associate with, and make sure that you have also a great circle of support. Um, you know, also like you know, Chris, your your website's a great website. Find people who will be there to support you. I know, Chris, that you you have like a a team of people that you meet with like on a quarterly basis who also kind of guide you as well. And I think that most women need to do that as well for themselves. Right, absolutely. It's just, you need a team. There's no way you can do it yourself. And everybody's got gifts and experience that it's a lot better if two or more are gathered. You can do so much more and share, and it can go a lot faster. And that's really, really the way to go. Um, so do you actually, when, you, when you're, you're helping people actually, say women are going to set their business up, and they come in and they talk to you, and you start asking them their priorities. And well, what we do is we, we have about we have a conversation about their, their their personal life vision, their values, their focus areas, their roles that they play, not only at work but at home. We're having a uh, I'm, I've created all these uh, work uh, worksheets for my coaching on what their life defining moments have been and what their life defining moments will be, and and uh, we then create a life blueprint for them first, and that is, once we get that into place, everything else falls into place. And you know what's very important too, Chris, is that your significant significant other is on board with you and believe in what you're doing, because if that other person is not, you know, and say, well, okay, you're going to start your own business, um, I don't, I'm not going to help you or whatever, you know, even if, if you come home late and they don't understand, it's going to be a tough ride. You know, you, right. both of them really have to have the same values, and they have to support each other, and they have to work together. Even though they're not working in the same business, at home is when where you need the support more. Right. That's a great point. That's uh, that's a wonderful point. Um, for a lot of people, you know, if they're on their own, it's not a big deal. But when you have a spouse that is non-supportive, um, it makes it everything. It's just just more. It's a. It's a. That's the most. Uh, significant obstacle that you will have to overcome. It's not the economy. It's not finances. Mm-hmm. It's having somebody there to that you really feel is going to be there when you need them, at least just to comprehend what you're going through. Um, so it's really important. So when we actually do the coaching sessions and the people are married, we will have the, the, the significant other with them right. uh, as, as originally when we created the life blueprint. Oh, that's right. Yep. So they both come in and, and then you interview them both at the same time. Yes. Right. And we should, you know, and they'll have different, you know, they may have the same values, but their their values are um, prioritized differently. Right. And so that that might create some conflict. I mean, if you know Angie's priority is family first, and mine is money first, and Angie, you know, we're, you know, and Angie's priority, let's say she's got family, faith, and money, uh, but I have in the the same the same values, but in a different order, where I have you know money, uh, faith, and family last. They'll still create conflicts because we make decisions based on our values. Wow, that you know what you're saying is so simple and obvious, but not. It's like it's like a, something that's right in front of you, but you can't see it until you talk about it. Right. Well, you know, it shows up. It rears its ugly head when there's a problem, and that's, <laughs> right. when, that's when you that's when you see it. That's the problem. And so the, the point is, what we want to do is we want to actually identify potential obstacles, and most people think that those obstacles are having something related to do with either marketing, sales, 
uh, capital, and I will share with you that it's most of the time it has nothing to do. It has to do with either you being flexible, open-minded, uh, being able to cooperate with your spouse, uh, making sure that you can communicate well. Those are, as we have found, are the biggest obstacles in, in managing a business or being successful long-term in a business. That's amazing because most people would say just what you said is like, oh, I don't know how to market or I don't have enough money to, to get it out there. That's, you know, that's, it, it really sheds a different life, light on it but, all. But, but again, the problem is that when you're really dealing with qualitative issues, not quantitative issues, they require lots of communication. And people sometimes are very uncomfortable in, in being honest. And, and, you know, I always say that all progress starts by telling the truth. And once we have the truth out and people can share uh, what in, in our office what we call those big white elephants that every time a couple starts talking about, they end up fighting about. But if we can get those white elephants out and have a, a, a nice discussion about it and, and talk about what potential problems may, may come around, then um, we've already solved more than half of, of, of having that person reach a certain level of success. Right, right. Wow. Well, this has really been great talking to you guys. Do you have anything else that you want to share with everybody that that maybe I might have missed? Um, I think I think I I shared everything that that's very important. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Lewis? I, I think that uh, we've shared pretty much everything. And if we you know if we've forgotten something, if uh, people get the book Small Business Big Life for Women. Um, they'll learn a lot of, I don't know if they're, you know, secrets. We call them seven secrets for designing a business to help you live your best life. I just call them uh, a lot of, you know, common sense that is not so common anymore and maybe doing things that are counterintuitive. So, you know, hopefully you'll, people that are listening will get the book. Um, they'll read it. They'll apply it. And they'll go to our website. If they have any questions about relationships, they can ask Angie. But we're there for them, and that's what that's what our lives are about. You guys are great, and you really sound like you're there for each other. You're there for the people you work with. I think you're doing an amazing service. And, <clears throat> again, why don't you go ahead and spell your website for everybody so they know how to connect with you. Sure. Thanks, Chris. And, again, the website is LouisBarajas.com, and it's L-O-U-I-S, and Barajas is B as in boy, A-R-A-J-A-S. LewisBarajas.com, and uh, you can find all the information about me, about Angie, about our firm, about all our books through there. So, and I really appreciate you uh, help, you know, uh, being there for us, Chris, and uh, all the work that, all the wonderful work actually that you are doing as well. Well, thank you so much, and and we'll look forward to having you guys back again, and 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 we'll drill down a little deeper into what what you've been sharing today. It's really been wonderful talking to both of you. Great. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Found out you can't take the curve at 85. My whole life flashed before my eyes. I braced myself to leave this world behind. There's a million questions. Across my mind, did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I say? 
any soul? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? That moment I became a brand new me With the golden ticket to a better destiny And I told my heart there'll never come a day When I'd have to search inside of me and say Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any soul? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? I hope I can be a voice of inspiration And my story finds you well Cause when the curtain falls There ain't no second chances And you don't want to ask yourself Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter to someone? Did I give everything I had to give? Did I save any souls? Was I worried about my own? Was I haunted by the things I never did? Did I embrace each day with faith, hope, and laughter? Did I matter? 